Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 51 of the Book Cougars, two middle-aged women on the hunt for a good read. I'm Emily. I'm Chris. And I'm Russell. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Russell. We're at Book Expo. We're in the hallway at Book Expo recording. And so, Russell, we've mentioned Russell before. He is a booktuber, operates under the handle Ink and Paper Blog. I do. That's how you can find him. <laughs> On YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, black slash ink and paper blog, and you will find my channel. Be sure to subscribe when you find it. <laughs> yeah. Please do. So tell us, Russell, how did you get into booktubing? It's so weird. I started as a blogger, mm -hmm. just like Chris, and I have some friends that I started talking to. Some of you will not be surprised that I'm friends with Simon Savage of The Readers. And him and I were talking about blogging, and he had started a booktube channel, and I had been watching him and getting into it. And he told me, you should really just do it. It's another avenue to talk about books, mm -hmm. create a community. And actually at the time, my husband knew that I needed some sort of way to express books. So he created an entire space. If you guys watch my videos, he created that entire space so that I could do videos and talk about books. So That's so romantic. I know, it right? So I know. And I mean, kick it all off. He's built me eight bookshelves since I started this thing. So wow. he gets super duper points. <laughs> but I filled them all. Um, <laughs> Note, Dan, we need to build more shelves. Absolutely. Um, and so I just decided to do a video. And you know what? It was wonderful, and in a couple weeks, I had a couple hundred people, and they would just talk, and it just became a conversation, and I, I just try things, and I just try to see what works, and I just go with it, and it has been a fantastic experience. It's fabulous. So, just to back up, do you do we need to explain to people what BookTube is? Yeah. And so what BookTubers are. You know, BookTube is its own sort of subsidiary group on YouTube. So if you have a Gmail mail, you can log into YouTube. It's all connected. And BookTube is a community of people that only make sort of conversations and videos about books. So really it's a place where you can go to get book recommendations to watch people do reviews that are readers just like you um, also some of the major publishers have YouTube booktube channels um, where you can see what they want you to know about and talk about you know I know Penguin Random House has a pretty big channel um, that they do and it's just a great community and you will see all different things. There's channels that are dedicated to YA fiction. There's channels dedicated to, you know, fantasy. There's literary fiction channels. Um, there's channels like mine that have a little bit of just about everything, depending on what I'm reading at the moment. But it really is just a place where readers have come to be able to talk about books and get recommendations and reviews. And it's really just a great place to go. I highly recommend it. I think it's really cool, too, if you're a visual person, because you really do, as someone is talking about the book, they're holding the book frequently, you can see the cover, which I think, for me, is helpful. Then the next time I'm in a bookstore, I'm like, oh, Russell was just talking about that book, you know, because I, as I've mentioned on the podcast many times, I'm terrible with names, and so when I have a visual, it really does help me as I'm wandering through the bookstore, you know. And I'd say that's sort of the weirdest part about being a booktuber, is you're talking to a camera, acting like you're talking to a person person or people about books. So sometimes it gets a little bit, you know, awkward where you're trying to have a conversation and no one's responding. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, what's great is then it turns into a comment, a 
the comment section where you can really have a conversation about novels with other people who have watched the video or stuff like that. For me, I am also a visual person, so I like to see the book and covers will get me and it'll be a book that I don't think, oh, I've never heard of that, and then the cover will get me and then I'll listen. And then, you know, I have my Goodreads open every time I watch yeah. a video. Oh, that's a really good little yeah. hint. And I just yeah. keep adding yeah. and keep adding. So. Yeah. so this might be a little too personal to ask you, and feel <laughs> free to say no comment, but the first video that you shot, how many takes did you take before you were happy with it? So I am one of the few booktubers in, that you will meet. I don't edit. And it has everything to do with the fact that I am so technologically unsavvy. So if I don't, if I mess up, I start over. My first video was seven tries, and it is not perfect. It is blurry. It is <laughs> awful. I, I thank everyone who watched it because it was not good. <laughs> I've gotten much better since. Um, That's okay. All we did was laugh our entire first episode. So, <laughs> but I think that the thing I like about BookTube and also the Book Cougars podcast is that you know there's. And the way I do it is I just want you to know I'm a real person right. talking about things. Yeah. I make mistakes. I say words. I cuss here and there. You know, everything. I just want you to know I'm a real person talking about something I'm really passionate about. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And that comes comes through for sure. Yeah. 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 And you were telling us earlier today, too, that in for those of you who don't know, when, when Russell was referring to Simon Savage of the readers, Simon lives in London. Yes. And so Russell was saying to us earlier today that booktubing is actually really common and popular in London, but hasn't quite made its way here so yeah. much. Well, right? YA YouTube is bigger in the United States than literary fiction YouTube. But in Britain, I mean, there are channels like Jen Campbell and Mercedes, who goes by Mercy's Musing, that have over 30,000 subscribers to wow. their channel. Um, there, you know, there are people who have 50,000 subscribers that only talk about books. And, you know, publishers in the UK have really found this as an amazing venue to, to get books out there that they want to be hyped by the reading public. And it's a different way to get, a, you know, a younger demographic seeing books that they wouldn't see in some sort of print form. Mm -hmm. So um, in the UK, it's huge. They get books constantly. It's really starting to move forward here in the U.S., and it's it's been nice, the changes and stuff like that, but it's definitely not as big as it is mm. in the U.K. Yeah. I love how a lot of the videos use the term haul. <laughs> so they have these book hauls, and, you know, Russell will just have a stack of books and just go through them. And then there's also something where you ask each other questions or something like so that? So there are, like, a, I would say there are four major types of videos that are done on BookTube. One is a book haul, where basically we tell you what we've purchased recently. Um, one is a TBR where we kind of outline what we plan to read for that month and maybe the reasons why. We have different themes, you know, it may, like June is Gay and Lesbian Pride Month, so we may all do Gay and Lesbian TBR piles. Um, Wrap-ups are very common where we tell you about what we read and what we thought, so that's really your review video. And then the last is what we call tag videos, where people create questions and then they tag you and the video sort of takes off, that tag takes off. So, um, for example, I was just tagged in a video called the Classics versus Contemporary Fictions tag, where you take a classic novel and recommend a contemporary book that you find to be similar or is based on or inspired. So you can kind of create this duology um, of books for people to read it's together. Cool. Yeah. So that's a tag yeah. I'm going to do when I get home that I'm super excited about. But You'd have to really think about that one. Yeah. That takes some thought. Well, yeah. I think 
you guys know too, it takes a lot of work to come up with topics and be educated <laughs> about what you're talking about. Yeah, so that one definitely. I just did a video that's gonna come out this week on Asian American women writers that I have actually been researching for probably a month and a half because I really wanted to sound educated and know the history of a lot of these women. It takes a lot of planning, but it's worth it in the yeah. long run. Yeah. Cool. We were wondering if you would recommend some books you've read recently. I will. Um, I'm going to recommend two books that are out and then one book that is coming out. Okay. Is that okay? Please. Yeah. Okay. So I actually just read a book called So Lucky by Nicola Griffith. Now, I don't know. She wrote a book a few years ago called Hilled. That oh, was yeah, very, very yeah. popular. I've been, that's on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now so you go too. Is, I love that. So this is her new novel. It's actually sort of, it's very short. It's a little novella. And it's actually about a woman who, at the start of the novel, she's getting a divorce from her wife. And her life is changing. She's really high up as an executive at an HIV clinic. And she gets diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. And she's extremely active. She's, ext she's always been one of those women just to attack life. And now her body is attacking her. Mm. And it's how that changes her mindset, changes how she has to go through life. And she starts to realize how the world views people with disabilities like this and how she wants to change that. And it is powerful and moving and heartbreaking. You know, we, we sometimes take for granted our ability to walk. Yes. yes. Our ability to use our hands. And if you've always done something super active, and then you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's really good. I actually listened to that on audiobook. The author reads it in the most oh, fantastic funny. British accent. Oh. And, um, what was it called again? And it's called So Lucky by Nicola Griffith. Okay, and then I'm going to recommend some science fiction, which is really weird for me. Yeah. Um, but I just finished a book called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers, and it was actually long-listed for the Women's Prize for Fiction a couple of years ago. And I say that this is like if you want an episode of Star Trek with a touch of Galaxy Quest. You want to laugh, <laughs> but you want your science fiction. And what's great about it is the book is about a group of people on a ship, all different alien cultures that are heading somewhere to build a time warp, a time tunnel or a warp tunnel. And really, she does brilliantly. It's sort of just like this space opera of all of these people, the thing they come into, they talk about different race issues, sexuality issues. She develops the world so easily that you never get bogged down mm -hmm. in any of the details. But it is such a fun romp that I was totally bought in. Totally, hmm. totally bought in. And that is... Um, That's very cool. I, I, don't, I hadn't even I've heard never of that heard one. Of I love yeah. that. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> That's called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. It's the first in a trilogy, and the third one comes out in a couple weeks, I think. Oh, so okay. the second one is out, and the uh, first one is out. So, And then the book that I'm going to tell you about last is... Uh, much darker. I'm going to take a turn. <laughs> and it's called When I Hit You or A Portrait of a Writer as a Young Wife by Mina Kandashami. And I'm not sure I'm saying that right. She's an Indian author. And this book comes out in America in June, but it's been out in the UK for a while. It is currently shortlisted for the Women's Prize. And this is about a woman who is a writer 
and um, marries a man and is abused by him. He physically and mentally abuses her and basically takes away all of her independence. And it's set in India where the culture has almost allows this and excuses this behavior on his behalf. And she is strong and independent and wants to break away. She keeps thinking he'll change. It's not the man she fell in love with, mm -hmm. um, but it keeps getting worse and worse and worse for her. It is dark, but it is poetic. She's a poet by nature. Mm. And so you kind of get that through her writing. Mm. Um, and you find out in the very, very beginning that the marriage, she leaves after four months because it's so horrific the things that he does to her but she also talks about the ways that like her parents try to excuse it tell her that maybe it's her fault she wow. should do different things mm -hmm. how culture views her and people blame her once she actually exits the relationship i tell you right now you will not forget this woman you will not forget her story it almost reads like a memoir because i know it's based a lot on her life but there's fiction. I was going to say, I thought first. it was a memoir. Okay. But it is actually fiction. Okay. okay. And it is heart-wrenching. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was on the plane trying not to cry and be like, what is going on? Why don't people help her? Mm -hmm. um, but that is When I Hit You or A Portrait of a Writer as a Young Wife by Mina Kandashami. And it comes out in the U.S. in June. Great. Sounds good. All right, we got to fly to another session, but tell us one more time how people can find you. You can find me either at inkandpaperblog.com. There are links to all of my social media there, or you can find me at YouTube backslash inkandpaperblog. Thank so you. Much, Russell. Thanks for having me. And now part two of episode 51. We're and sitting in our favorite hallway at Book Expo. At Book Expo. It's kind of like the Amazon meeting room area, but it's a carpeted flooring here and it's comfortable to sit and it's a little quiet. Nice to kind of get away from all the mad stimulation that is Book Expo and just kind of have a few minutes here and there of downtime. Yeah. So you might hear some little extra conversation or people walking by in the background because we're coming to you live live from, from book, book expo, expo. Day so three. day three and we are still standing and we're still having a fun time we've been trying to share a lot of photos on our uh, social media accounts just to share the experience with you we did a little video too that we'll put up just at the foyer the entryway to javits so you can see the huge book banners that are there we can't film on the floor but we wanted to just give you a little preview there um, but now we wanted to share with you they do panels here they're tons of panels, but two that are always very popular are the editor's buzz panels. They do one for adult books and one for YA books. And it's five or six books that editors are super excited about for the fall. And or some even into 2019. 2019. So we just wanted to give you the rundown and the heads up about those. We won't talk about them in great detail because we obviously haven't read them yet, but we did get some advanced reader copies, which we're excited about. And we'll be talking about those in the months to come. But we thought y'all might want to put these on your TBR. Yeah. So, so should we start? Sure. We're going to start with the adult buzzy books. And the first one is The Real Lolita, The Kidnapping of Sally Horner, and the novel that scandalized the world. The author is Sarah Weinman, and this is coming out on September 11th, 2018. That's one I've been looking forward to. Yeah, I've you been were hearing really a lot about, about that. that one. The second one is She Would Be King by Wayatu Moore. That is coming out also on September 11th from Grey Wolf Press. 
And that was great, too, because we saw her on a panel with Will Schwalbe, and we'll talk about that more next episode. Yeah. Um, so you'll have more Book Expo on episode 52 as well. Right. The next one is There Will Be No Miracles Here by Casey Gerald. This is a Penguin Random House release, and it's coming out on October 2nd, 2018. I guess I don't have to keep saying 2018, do I? I just have oh. to say if it's 2019. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, next up is Made. Hard Work, Low Pay, and a Mother's Will to Survive by Stephanie Land. It's a memoir talking about being a maid. It's by Hachette Book Group, coming out January 29th, 2019. Yes, that one's a ways off, and I'm really excited about that one. Small Animals, Parenthood in the Age of Fear. This is another memoir by Kim Brooks. Um, being released by Mac Macmillan Flatiron Books, and that one's being released on August 21st. And the last book from the adult buzz session is Ohio, a novel. The author is Stephen Markley, and it's coming out August 21st from Simon & Schuster. Very exciting. What happens yeah. at these buzzes is the editors talk for about, I don't know, 15 minutes each about kind of how they came across the manuscript. Sometimes they tell you if there was a little bidding war for the manuscript, mm -hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, and they tell you why they're excited about the book. Yes. And a little bit about the author's background and how they came to write it. Right. So it's, yeah. it's very interesting and it's very well attended. It's crammed. It's standing room only. It's, yeah. it's probably the most well attended panel yeah. session. People sitting on the floor. And last year, it was mayhem to get the books at the end because they have arcs of all the books they talk about. This year, it was the same. Mayhem. But yeah. we were with our friend Russell, who's much taller than yes. us. <laughs> so we scored books a little bit more easily this yeah. year than we did last year. Yeah, I tell you, having a couple, what, extra feet yeah. <laughs> in inches uh, comes in handy when you're navigating a place like Book Expo. Right. Our first day here, we were looking for one of the stages, and Chris and I are wandering around aimlessly, and Russell just looks up, you know, because he, he can see all the banners yeah. for all the stages and everything. He's like, that's right see. over there. And we're like, oh. <laughs> He's like, guys, it's just over there to the right. <laughs> so the next um, group of books was from the Young Adult Editor's Buzz panel. And the first one is Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Koram. Release date is August 28th from Penguin Young Readers. And then we have The Girl King by Mimi Yu coming from Bloomsbury Children's Books. That's another... 2019 book. It's coming out January 8th. Sadie by Courtney Summers, St. Martin's Press, coming out September 4th, 2018. Girl of Paper and Fire by Natasha Nyang, and that is by Hachette Book Group, coming out November 6th. The Similars by Rebecca Hanover, Source Books, coming out January 1st, 2019. Oh, 20, New Year's Day. Yeah, that must be a Tuesday, I wonder. If yeah, books usually come yeah. out Tuesdays. Yeah. So really, really fun group of books. We did get ARCs for most of them. One of the YA books wasn't available, although I saw one floating around today. But um, other than that, we got ARCs. So I think th some of these, as we read them, will be in our upcoming giveaways yeah, as well. Right. So And an ARC is advanced reader copy. Just for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, that's yeah. lingo. Inside baseball lingo. <laughs> <laughs> so then we wanted to tell you a little bit, too, about some of the books that we're most excited to have acquired while we've been here. Uh, we Three or four books each 
So, Emily, do you want to take it away? Sure. I thought I'd start with There, There by Tommy Orange. This was a book that Anne Kingman talked about on episode 45. So she gave a really good synopsis of it if you want to, you know, swing back to episode 45. Tommy Orange is being described as the moral heir to George Saunders. And he writes from an urban Native American community vision. This is a novel. At first, when Anne was talking about it, I remember I thought maybe it was a memoir, mm-hmm. but it's a novel. I met him yesterday, stood in line, got the book signed. I'm going to give it to my daughter, Rachel. I'm very excited. As a matter of fact, she and I are heading on a long drive, so I have this lovely idea that I'm going to read it to her. I don't know if she <laughs> thinks that's so lovely of an idea. <laughs> But this is um, a Penguin Random House book from their imprint, Harville Secker, and it releases on June 5th, 2018. So again, that was There, There by Tommy Orange. Well, as we mentioned in the the editor's buzz, The Real Lolita by Sarah Weinman, which is a true crime, one that I was really wanting to get. That is about the story behind the kidnapping of the girl who inspired Nabokov to write Lolita. Apparently he'd been toying with the idea of older man, girl for a while, and that true crime case really sparked him. And Sarah Wyman is a big writer in uh, the mystery thriller field, and she was reading Lolita or something about an interview with Nabokov and saw something that was based on a true case, so that sparked her curiosity. And um, so now she's writing this true crime historical look at what actually had happened with that case. So I'm super excited to get a copy. And I think if memory serves, they said this is this summer is the 70th anniversary of the, the real woman's kidnapping, kidnapping and the 60th of the publication of, of Lolita. Lolita. I'm yeah. pretty sure those. So the, the other thing that I got to do that was kind of exciting was they what they do here is they have in-booth signings. So you'll go to like one of the major publishers and they have a, a schedule of different authors that come in and sign. But this one was a little unusual in that I was in the Scholastic book and the illustrator Brian Selznick was there. And he does actually have quite a few books mm-hmm. out. But he was there signing these really cool posters because he was hired to do the covers for the 20th anniversary editions of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released 20 years ago. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing to me yeah. because I read the first few Harry Potters to my kids mm-hmm. and Rachel was Rachel kind of grew up with Harry Potter. Literally, she was the same age as Harry Potter. So she is a rabid Harry Potter fan. She has all the books. She has them in Spanish. She watches the movies over and over. So when I saw 20-year anniversary, it really dated my child-rearing, I felt like. (laughs) But he was signing. What they did was they made these really cool long posters. I'll put a picture in the show notes. And we've put the picture out today on social media. And he was signing them. They're black and white. The editions are beautiful. They would make a fantastic gift for collectors and for people who've never read them. Yeah. All right. Well, no pressure to uh, Jacob and Rachel to reproduce anytime soon, but (laughs) in 10 years, you could be reading the Harry Potter books to grandkids. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Get busy, kids. (laughs) Another book that I was really excited to, to get my hands on is from Quirk Books. 
It's Hope Never Dies by Andrew Schaefer, and it's a Barack Obama, Joe Biden mystery. Which is hilarious. Yes, and the, the cover, cover is, it cracks me up. They're driving like a Camaro, and <laughs> Obama's standing up and pointing, and Joe Biden's driving, and apparently Andrew Schaefer is a you know comedic writer uh, satire, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. That comes out July 10th. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. So the other thing that I stumbled across, actually I didn't, I really went on purpose, was Roz Chast and Patricia Marks, and they are both New Yorker folks. Roz Chast is an illustrator, Patricia Marks is a writer, and they're teaming up with a book called Why Don't You Write My Eulogy Now So I Can Correct It? A Mother's Suggestions. This is not releasing until April 2nd, 2019. They're highly recommending it as the Mother's Day gift for 2019. They are both hilarious. Um, So I wanted to say that they do both have books out now. Roz Chest actually has one that was recently just released called Going Into Town, A Love Letter to New York. She's a cartoonist, as I said, for The New Yorker. So these are graphic novels that she writes. She also really hit it big with a, with a graphic novel called Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, hmm. which was about her experience with her parents kind of as they were aging and handling that relationship and the change in that relationship. And um, per- Patricia Marks has a book called Let's Be Less Stupid, An Attempt to Maintain my mental faculties, which I thought was hilarious. They were both really sweet, and what they were doing, since the book isn't coming out for a really long time, was signing a cool print of a cartoon of Roz Chast. I'll also put a picture of that in the show notes. So they were both signing it. And that's all coming out from Macmillan, I think all of their books. Well, the first book that I stood in line for this book expo experience was for Susan Orlean. Her new book, her next book, is The Library Book, which is about the L.A. library fire that happened in the 80s. I think it was 86. It's from Simon & Schuster, and it comes out October 16th. And she had a really long, healthy line and was super wonderful human being like just really friendly and and talkative with people and everything which is great and i'm looking forward to that because i always love a good library a book about libraries yeah and And sometimes the covers change i know from the advanced reader copies Mm -hmm. but the cover you got is really cool it's bright red and it has kind of like gold bossing around the edges so and they had a huge banner in the entryway to javits announcing that book yeah, that's going to yeah, be a popular so, one. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. I chatted yeah. with some people in line. and Well, some were there because they're big Susan Orlean fans, and some were there because they're library book fans. Yeah, so. and then there's a host of librarians here. There's a whole librarian track at Book Expo, yes. so I bet a lot of the librarians were interested in yeah. it as well. And somebody in line who's a Susan Orlean fan was like, Oh, it's about a library? <laughs> she, she didn't even care what the subject matter is. Right. She just loves the writer. Right. So, you you know, it's really great chatting with people in lines. Yeah, and seeing what that. they're there for. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I think you had one other one you wanted to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I had right? one other one that wasn't, um, it came onto my radar a little bit late, but it's it's by Ibby Zaboy. She's the author of American Street. And this new book of hers is called Pride. 
And at first I thought it was like a LGBT book because Pride Month is June. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a Pride and Prejudice remix. And the protagonist is an Afro-Latino woman. Very cool. And it's set in Brooklyn. And I thought I'd read you the first paragraph because Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is such an iconic opening. Yeah. It is a truth universally acknowledged that when rich people moved into the hood where it's a little bit broken and a little bit forgotten, the first thing they want to do is clean it up. But it's not just the junky stuff they'll get rid of. People can be thrown away too, like last night's trash left out on sidewalks or pushed to the edge of wherever all broken things go. What those rich people don't always know is that broken and forgotten neighborhoods were first built out of love. Oh, so that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's the opening paragraph. And, it, and she was at a signing in the autograph section. So this is like a huge open area where they have corrals. And authors just sit at a table and people line up. The lines are snaked through and it's just a straight signing. And um, I know when I was leaving, her line was really big. Mm-hmm. And I, I got there, I think, like 20 minutes early. And then when I was leaving, they were lined up for Deborah Harkness, who's third book in the All Souls trilogy is coming out. And that was another humongous line. Yeah. There are people sitting on the floor in line waiting to get in line yes. for the next author yeah. signings. And like if you, and we'll, we'll post some pictures of the autographing area that we're talking about. Because if you go and it's between sessions, you think, why is this in such a huge area? It seems so inappropriately sized but then once you see people queuing up for these big authors it's like wow that makes sense right because it fills the whole space yeah yeah Yeah. and it's really well organized i have to say kudos and hats off to book expo Mm -hmm. it's been a great three days very well organized lots of books i'm cutting myself off at this point (laughs) no (laughs) no more collecting of books (laughs) yeah we've made some great connections with publicists and people and met some old friends yeah made some new friends yeah really so it's lovely. been another great experience here at book expo and yeah what yeah. more can we say we'll we'll talk a little bit more like we said we'll give you a little bit more of a recap of how the days were for us on episode 52 but for this episode we just wanted to give you some of the highlights of the books coming out so you can hit up your library for them put them on your goodreads tbr um and just keep your eye out for any of these that look good yeah all right everybody happy, happy reading, reading. Thanks for listening to The Book Cougars with Chris Wallach and Emily Fine. To keep the bookish conversation going online, join our Goodreads group or connect with us on social media. If you'd like to contribute to our hunt for a good read, you can donate on Patreon. And if you have a minute to review us on whatever app you use to listen to us, we appreciate it. It can help other listeners find us. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 